Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Half of the Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, joined this week, as always, by Tom and Donnie. How are you doing, Donnie? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. Right, so we're obviously back after our national break, so we will, at this point, we'll go through the last game week's review it quickly, see what's popped up. We are going to discuss a wildcard, because I am a wildcard this week, after two head-to-head arrows, I thought it would take me freshen things up. We've got some community questions and we've got a Donny dive as well. I believe that could be on the new manager and stuff like that, usual stuff. So let's get let's get let's get carried away. Let's get started, even. So the Kevin Van Veen Cup, the results are in. They're now doing it in the semis. So the four guys know who they are. I'll obviously have a tweet before the game week starts. Scott Prem Fantasy, I believe, is going for back to back cup wins. So he's the uh, the one that we all know in the community. Other three guys are relatively new for this later round. So Good, good to have a new cup champion. We'll go to our league. See if there's any change to the top three. And there is, yep, number one, Josie's bus driver is up and he's got 5 1 3 overall. Up to setting, there's Sex, Drug, and Devante Cole. He's at 5 4. And down to third is Yota Clue. He's at 5 1. So that's the point. So we will go to our own. And I don't know who's ranked the lowest, so I'll just go first myself this week. I think it might be you, Tom, but I'll go first anyway. I had 43 points this week, and they were as follows. Nothing in goals for Clark. Pen Rice, 8. Captain Tavernier, 21. Scales, 2. Captain... Oh, is Cap- Not Captain Tavernier, just Tavernier. That's how we missed out on it. Captain O'Reilly, 6 points. Miller, minus 2. Leslie, nothing. Boyle, 2. O'Hara, 2. Mioski, 2. Vice-Captain, 2. And he hot on the bench with three players not playing, so that's kind of where I triggered that. And that takes me down to 760th overall. So over to you, Tom. Yep, um, I got 46 points, but I took a minus four, so uh, a net of 42 points. I also had Clark and Goals for nothing, Tavernier for 21, Tim Parks for nothing, and Daba for one, Stevenson for nothing. In midfield, I had O'Hara for two, Armstrong for two, Captain O'Reilly for six. Uh, Kelly for 10, Miofsky up front for 2, and Vice-Captain <coughs> Uruhashi for 2, um, which sees a red arrow, and I'm now 1,351st. Okay, Donny, you must be flying high there at the three podcasters you've scored in um, Hi, yeah, I wouldn't say flying. Um, so I had 58, I took a minus 4, so that was 54. So in goals, Hemming for 1. Penrice for eight, Tavernier twenty one, Scales two, O'Hara two, Boyle two, Armstrong two, uh, O'Reilly captain six, Kelly ten, Mioski two, vice captain Kyogo two. So a lot of similar numbers there. Fifty four. Global score was four five six. I must have been one of the few people not to captain Tav and still get a green arrow, albeit it was only fifty nine places. I am up to six oh four. Right, okay, okay. So, Tom, we'll cut you for the results, abbreviated results, because it was over in the last two weeks gone now, but take it away. Yep, so um, I think the lunchtime fixture was Celtic 3, Kilmarnock 1. For Celtic, it was Hitati that scored the first with an assist from McGregor, Palmer with the second with an assist from Hitati, and Taylor got the third with an assist from Maeda. For Kilmarnock, it was David Watson 
with an assist from Liam Polworth. Um, Celica starting to hit a little bit of form. Things are starting to gel a little bit. Um, Hitati was a standout player in this particular fixture, obviously with the goal and assist. Um, but the underlying stats were pretty good as well. He was top for shots on target with four. Um, Palmer starting to bed into the team. He got a second goal for Celic, having also scored against Lazio in the Champions League. Um, Defensive-wise, unfortunately, there was no clean sheet. Um, Scales is increasingly popular. I see he's now up to three million in price um, and continuing to, to do well despite conceding. I think it's a bit of a headache for those looking to secure a, a third Celtic player because there's a few options now starting to emerge. Um, in terms of Kilmarnock, nothing for Armstrong this game, but uh, he's he's been pretty consistent throughout the season. Quite hard to uh, judge a player when they're away at Celtic Park. Uh, the the return of Vindaba has really done anything to improve the, the clean sheet rate for Kilmarnock. So probably a player that I'll be looking to shift on. Um, that's about it, really. Peter, I'll come to you first. Yeah, probably Celtic's best league performance of the season so far, I would say. Starting to click a wee bit more. Still not a finished article, but fantasy wise, I wouldn't worry about Kamalak. Well, actually, I would worry. I actually think they have slightly. We've been praising them, I think, because they beat Celtic Rangers in the Cup and League separately, but since then, they haven't really done much. And Dava, we all jumped on at the start because he was a cheap defender, but they've kind of struggled a wee bit, so I'm kind of wary to go anywhere near Kilmarnock, apart from your talisman Armstrong. With Celtic, I've got the dilemma, uh, the skills learner you're talking about, Tom, I'm on a wildcard this week, as I've already mentioned, so skills in there, taking my valuable space, and with some players opening up, like maybe a tattoo right combination, or is Palmer going to become dominant winger? There's players that you could pick in his head, so... I'll hold my thoughts on that one later on when we discuss the wild card. You just kind of taught me through that one. But as it stands, yeah, I think it's the usual faces for Celtic. I think there's quite a few blanks that are for Furihashi, is that right? It's not like him, but I don't think anybody's going to rush to come off him because he's still going to probably pop up in the next week or two and Hall, so he'd have to come off him. Yeah, three blanks in a row. Last three games, he's only scored two points. Uh, Donny, come to you. What's your thoughts? Getting anxious about Furihashi? Uh, not really. Again, they've probably got two attacking teams, Hearts and Hibs, coming up. Um, probably give them plenty of goal-scoring opportunities. It's, it's similar to Rangers in that respect. So I wouldn't be moving just yet. Um, Hatate for me, is, is the standout. He's the one that we championed at the start of the season, and he, he never really got the, the game time. But now he's in there. For me, he's almost a lock with O'Reilly. Uh, and for that reason, I would probably cash out on skills. I think if you don't have him, I wouldn't get him in because, um, you know, what was he, 2.6 initially? Um, so you made good value out of him. So I'm quite happy to cash out on that um, spend that money elsewhere and bring in a Tate O'Reilly double uh, in midfield for me. I think that looks appealing. You've got the penalty factors in there as well. Uh, Kilmarnock, again, I wouldn't be looking to bring anyone in. Uh, certainly ship out if you're on the defence and you're not that happy uh, with the performances. But Armstrong, you can keep. Uh, he's quite low value. We'll get you decent enough returns. Uh, I wouldn't be jumping on that one yet. But uh, a pretty convincing performance. I guess Palma would be, you know, we've been looking for a filler since Jota left. Is Palma the real deal or should we just stick Hatati and Riley who are a bit more solid in the, in the middle of the park? So for me, Hatati on pens is probably a move that I want to get to fairly soon. Um, but yeah, a good win um, at home against a pretty poor Kilmarnock team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do like our penalty takers on the podcast. <laughs> um, up next, then we've got the Edinburgh Derby. Uh, Hearts two, Hibs two for Hearts. It was Alan Forrest that scored with an assist from Frankie Kent, and their second goal was actually an own goal uh, by Deutsch. Uh For Hibs, it was Ellie Ewan that got both goals, and obviously Ewan is a standout. Uh, in this game with his brace. Uh, Unfortunately, he is a striker in the game and he's playing as a midfielder just now. Um, But seven uh, out of Hibbs' 16 shots were down to Ewan in this game. Uh, Vente could be a decent option. He continues to start up front for Hibbs. Seems to be the most stable striker there. Unfortunately for uh, both teams, they're going to face Selic and Rangers over the next two fixtures. So it gives us some breathing space, a bit of time to decide what we want to do with Hibs and also Hearts players as well. Um, 
I wouldn't be rushing towards any of them just now. Obviously disappointing for those that have got clacking goals or any other sort of Hearts defenders as they have been uh, pretty solid, uh, particularly in defence this season. So something to keep an eye on there. Uh, In terms of Hearts, it's two goals and two for Alan Forrest. He's a player I'll be keeping an eye on. He managed to get eight points and then nine points um, over the last two game weeks. But as previously mentioned, um, Hearts play Silicon Rangers as well. So again, no rush to be uh, looking at Alan Forrest just yet, but something to keep keep an eye on for now. Donny, what's your thoughts on yeah, the Yeah, so like a good old-fashioned derby and to end. Um, from a fantasy point of view, it was a bit of a bust because for 2-2, you'd be expecting some returns, whether you were still on Shankland or Boyle, and, and nothing came back. So from that perspective, it was um, a bit of a killer. There is a question on Boyle, um, so I will leave that issue to Schnau. Um, and as we've discussed, they both play Rangers and Celtic in the next two games. However, that will mean an extended run at the other end. So keep an eye out on these performers. If they tick over quite nicely, then once these fixtures are out of the way, then you can maybe perhaps jump on them. But a um, bit disappointing for me on the Boyle front. I thought he would have done more by now. Um, and as a result, there was nothing to be gained from a fantasy perspective. Peter? Anything to add that? I don't really spend much cover, but I've not touched them because of the fixtures. But I was going to bring up after these two weeks, and again, it's to see where they go because it will avoid Celtic just for the foreseeable. Boyle's disappointing. We've got a question that later. Shankland's disappointing as well. They're kind of two mainstays in the last season or two, and nothing's really happened. So watch both of them score this weekend against Celtic Rangers. That's, a, that's written in the stars. But I would be avoiding right now. I'd be watching how they perform, and I'd be looking to maybe. Jump on him when the fixture run changes. Apart from that, as you'll see my wild card, I have a very lack of Hibs and Hearts players when we get to that later on. Yep. I decided not to mention Boyle this week. Just in case. <laughs> you know, get done for slander or something like that. <laughs> um, we've got a, a postponed fixture from the, the previous game week. Obviously, Dundee versus Ross County um, was called off due to the, the heavy rain. And both of these teams will now double this upcoming game week, so that leaves some things to discuss later. Um, but for now, the, the fixtures that did go ahead, our next one is Livingston 2, Motherwell 0. Um, Motherwell obviously getting the red card round about the sort of half-time mark. It was Miller, who's been a sort of cheap option for fantasy managers in recent, recent weeks. Uh, for Livingston, obviously, the two goals, it was Bruce Anderson <coughs> with an assist from Mackay, and then um, Sean Kelly, with the penalty, which was won by Penrice, uh, who also managed to, to go on to get the clean sheet. So a nice big haul for, for Penrice. Uh, in terms of Sean Kelly, I think that was a, a great shout from Donny. Um, very cheap enabler. He's now 2.3 million. So I think maybe a few people must have got on him because I think he was 2.2 million the previous yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, already a double-digit score <coughs> there, so nicely done. Um, Livingston now uh, will go on to face... Dundee in the blank game week 12 as well. I think that's another update from the, the previous pod. Um, so a decent option to free up funds if we're going to go for these sort of Hitati or whatever is third third option for, for Celtic and to try to get money for Miofsky and players like that. Um, for Motherwell, obviously a quiet game for Motherwell players. Uh, they had to play the second half a man down. Um, no returns from Spittle who seems to be the sort of talisman at the, at the start of the season. I don't think there's really any new names to discuss from this fixture. Um, I'll come to you, Peter. What do you reckon? Yeah, not much to add. I did think Lawrence looked actually half decent, and obviously Donnie's shout of Kelly did work, so he's sitting there with a smug smell on his face. <laughs> uh, he's a nice sidestep if you have Miller, I mean, or a wild card. I mean, you've had the Miller money. I think he started at two point. Would the Miller start at two point three as well? Two point two, maybe. Yeah, probably two point two. So, if you need the money for him, you move to the next new young thinker up, Kelly. Two point three. He must have jumped on it because people are. He's around eight point nine percent owned after what pretty much only played two games. So people have jumped on quite quick. So I can only imagine that that will rise this week again because of the goal. So. And obviously, if we discuss it, people listen, and he scored a goal, he's got points. So I think he'll jump to 2.4 this week. So if you're going to make a movie, it's probably now or never. 
before he starts rising week to week, if he's going to be playing, if he could potentially on pains, like Tony says. Uh, apart from that, Spittle, I mean, Motherwell, we did, we did praise him before. They thought he looked pretty good against Celtic Rangers. They did look good against us, but they're kind of a streaky team. So I don't know if they fall in the same bracket as the rest of them. I think come on, and that. you're going to get maybe a couple of good runs and they might look good. They might get fixtures for you. But then again, they might just go out and get beat off of your hips, your hearts, and your commandment potentially. Uh, I would be rushing to buy them, but again, if you've got cheap players and there's kind of cheap bench trick players, I think it's okay. But nothing infuses me with these teams, to be honest. I think a Lurison defender is probably more up the street than a Motherwell defender right now. They still have the whole Martindale kind of way they can play. They can be defensive, so I think you'd, you'd more and more to get a tune out there than you would be out of Motherwell. But I could be on next week and see the total opposite when the results flip. But that's just Scottish football for you. I know. Donnie, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to watch in this game. I was, I was really chuffed. Um, so obviously Kelly paid off. Um, it was a sensible choice. I talked about it in the breakdown. Somebody we looked at in the pre-season, took set pieces and that and then was injured. So the minute he came back, he'd already scored a pen for me. That was enough. So as you say, he's gone up to 2.3. I highly suspect he'll be 2.4 uh, come the close of this game week. So yeah, definitely get on him. For me, it was a double because I got rid of Miller um, and he got sent off. So there were a lot of teams because of the suspended game had to use the full bench. So he probably came on, gave them minus points which wouldn't have helped. So for me, that was good. I had Penrice, um, who won the penalty, got a clean sheet. So again, I had good points there. So I said before I had a soft spot for Livingston. It's probably games like this um, that cause it. Um, certainly blanks out the times where they, they concede week in, week out. So for me, a Livingston defender will always do you in good stead. And Kelly, until he misses a pen or, or has a serious dip in form, I think he can put in there. He's he's just perfect um, you know, in terms of he's almost like a a non-playing player at that value. Um, you know, a lot of people pick a defender as a non-playing player because they're like two point two million. Well, he's two point, well, he was two point two million as a midfielder, so that's what I did uh, and to come in. Anderson, I guess, is flying under the radar, but again, there's probably better attackers out there. Um, Motherwell, probably just a bad day at the office. Both teams have got good fixtures. Marnock, Dundee, St Johnston, Ross County. So, you know, they've got time to bounce back. But good result for Livingston. Won't happen every week. Kelly won't score pens every week. So if he blanks this weekend, don't come blaming me. Um, and Motherwell, as I say, it's just they could blow a team away and ultimately lose 2-0 like they did this weekend. It's just, it's a difficult one. But yeah, good one. It doesn't always work out, but it certainly was a good differential. Um, I was really pleased when it came in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next fix to them, we've got St Mirren nil, Rangers three. Uh, Tav penalty, Seema uh, with the second goal with an assist from Raskin, and then Tavernier scored a brace in the closing minutes of the game. Um, nothing from the usual suspects at St Mirren, um, Tanzer and uh, the likes. Uh, I kind of thought they'd get something against the fragile Rangers team, but uh, they're obviously anticipating a, a new manager coming in at, at this point. Um, those that didn't captain Tab this week were well and truly punished, which I think was all three of us. Yeah. Uh, Rangers now have a new manager in place, Felipe Clements. Uh, don't really know too much about him. I know he's had some success in Belgium. Um, so I suppose this is the ideal time for Donny to give us the, the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what you need to remember, it seems like a long time ago now, but Rangers had two terrible performances uh, ahead of this game. So not Captain and Tav did make sense, and most of the community did it. You know, a lot of teams who just let, let them sit would have made good returns. But there was good theory behind it, so we shouldn't beat ourselves up that we missed it. That'll happen from time to time. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, two bad performances, but Ryan Strain um, certainly helped um, by giving Rangers their first penalty of the season. Only three behind Celtic now. Um, so, again, I saw a lot of teams had Strain and Miller this last game week. So, like, he got a minus four, um, which wouldn't have been too pleasing for, for folk in that boat. But, yeah, Captain Tav... Took a penalty well, I guess if he'd missed that, he would have had his head to play with, but he certainly scored a good one 
um, at the end and took all three bonus points. So we all got 21. We could have had an extra 21, but that's just fantasy football. Uh, I can imagine we're all going to be banking on them this weekend. Um, outside of that, I mean, I'll talk more about Rangers uh, later on, but Sima is certainly uh, finding form um, and could be good value. Um, and as for St Mirren, they've got what Ross County, St Johnston. So again, easy fixtures to come back off there. Strain will be suspended, so just use him as bench trick um, and see what happens. And just keep an eye out for Rangers team news because there could be a few new names coming back from injury, etc. Again, which we'll talk about. But I played him when I was certainly thankful, uh, as I say, coming off the back of those two terrible performances uh, in Europe and against Aberdeen. So uh, the future's bright, he says, for the umpteenth time in umpteen <laughs> years. I'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> Peter, what's your thoughts? Uh, not much to add, not much to add because obviously a new manager in place. So, and you can see the Rangers this week could be totally changed. I think Dory's at Carlisle very, very shortly. So, no, I wouldn't worry about it. When you go down to 10 minutes, it's going to be hard against one of the better teams in the league, no matter what. Strain had a bit of a brain fart with the penalty, like he sent off. He probably would have been my wildcard team this week if he hadn't been sent off. So, obviously, that's something I might have to address in later weeks because I think he's still one of the most better looking attacking fullbacks. Fohara. Again, he's on pen, he's a talisman. You just put this fixture to bed. We see it every week. When the Blues have to play Rangers, you don't worry about it. It's what to do about the rest. The fixtures look favourable. They play in the blank. So I think Ahara's one of the players you, you kind of want to have in, in probably going forward. But with the Rangers situation, I'll just do it. what Donnie says and how it's going to play over the next few game weeks under a new coaching team. So there's no point in kind of covering all stuff that could all change. Mm-hmm. Yep. A final fixture of the, the game week then. Uh, Aberdeen nil, St Johnston nil. St Johnston didn't manage a single shot on target in this fixture, um, but they did manage to clinch the second clean sheet of the season. The other one was, was against uh, Celtic. Um, I'm probably still not ready to buy any uh, St Johnston players just yet, but uh, something to monitor for now. In terms of Aberdeen, they've uh, certainly improved since their, their form at the start of the season. It's a shame they didn't go on to, to get the win uh, in this game. You'd kind of expect it on paper. Um, Miofsky and Jensen both missed uh, big chances in the game. Bit of a shame Miofsky blank considering I took the hit as well, but Kelly managed to make up for it. Uh, for Aberdeen, there was obviously the clean sheet. Devlin uh, has significantly dropped in price since the start of the season and he's now 2.4 million, so bargain basement. Um they do face Dundee, Kilmarnock and Motherwell in the next three, so I could see there being uh, perhaps a couple of clean sheets there, so certainly a player that, that I'm considering. Um, well, what, what, what do you reckon, Peter? Are you considering any Aberdeen players in your, your wild card? I've got one of the wild card right now, uh, up top, I'll guess who that is, and <laughs> Devlin is a consideration. The, the thing is now, I've went for the non-played player at the back, so I've got to weigh up. Obviously, Tavernier takes a spot, which leaves you only three. The double come up, and we've got a cheap players in there, so I'd like to kind of clavitate. Capitalise on that when you can. Even if it's only extra two or three points, doesn't matter, it's two or three points extra. But Devlin and all these defenders, in my thoughts, and we'll get that to talk about it, but I, I think if I'm start keeping the clean sheets and look more solid as they have been, then I think, as you say, Devil 2.4. The only thing is, he's not as marauding as he was at Livingston, but then he's older, so I don't really expect that. So, he's still quite a cheap entry point in the Aberdeen defence if he can continue to keep clean sheets. Yep. Don't need anything to add to that? No, not really. Aberdeen unable to match the intensity they showed playing Rangers. Three past them and couldn't score against St Johnston. That's typical because I took in Miofsky. Um Fingers crossed, games against Dundee, Kilmarnock and Motherwell uh, fare better because I'm hoping for some goal-scoring returns there. Uh, the game, as I say, offered little unless you had defensive assets, which I don't. St Johnston are forever in the void. I can't see me changing that. And Aberdeen, Miofsky is probably the only standout just now. I do have an Aberdeen defender, but he's injured, so it's something I'll need to look to move on, I don't know if I'd move sideways and stay with Aberdeen. I'd need to see what else is out there at that price. But um, quite a disappointing result, really. You would have thought from a fantasy point of view, Aberdeen would knock two or three past St Johnston, but not to be. Probably tired from beating Rangers. 
Um, so we'll conclude then with our top 10. Um, obviously, Tavidia up top there with uh, 21 points. Eli Yuan came in at second with 16. Hitati third with 15 points. Uh, in fourth place was Sean Kelly with 10 points. Dimitar Bitov, the St. Johnston goalkeeper, came in with nine. Alan Forrest, Hearts midfielder, with nine points. Palma uh, also scored nine, as did Sima at Rangers. In ninth was Penn Rice with eight, and uh, teammate Bruce Anderson with eight points as well, which gives us uh, one goalkeeper, two defenders, four mids, and three forwards. So fairly evenly spread. Um, a few unusual names in there. What's your thoughts? Yeah. I had one player on that list, so that kind of explains my bad week. Pen Rice, that was it. Everybody else, nowhere near it. So, just one of the weeks, I always I'm just getting kind of I had a good start. I've had two bad red arrows, so wild card, refresh the team, and hopefully go again. Johnny? Yeah, there's, as I say, there's some new names featured in there, so it does show that the game is open and there is plenty to choose from. But again, still some consistent returners. Like I said, Hitati, it's been O'Reilly for a few weeks. It's now moving on to him. So, um, game's still very much alive. It's just about finding the right formula and, and making the most of it. But just a bad game week. You know, if you didn't capitalize on Tavernier captain, then it feels like you've missed out. But, um, you know, don't be too put out by it. And most people did lose out. So, it's just the way it goes. Yep. yep. So, late, so, late game weeks in. Thirty plus to play, or thirty or twenty-eight. Whatever it was, people thirty games a season. Thirty-eight games, thirty-six. Thirty-eight. Right, thirty-eight. Thirty games yeah. left. In. Right, Donny, over you for a dive, and I'm guessed it's going to be Rangers related. <laughs> yes. So as I said, when I first started this podcast, I told the guys we needed more Rangers content. This is not what I had in mind, but uh, the dive this week is every Celtics fan's speciality, and that is indeed Rangers. So. As we've touched on, we're under a new management for, what's this, the third time in three years. Uh, and this time we've gone Belgian with Philippe Clement. So Tom touched on it. He is highly decorated, which is not something we've been able to say uh, for a while. He has three Belgian titles to his name with two different teams. So that's quite impressive. To do it once with one team is good, but then to do it again with another team um, just shows that he's he's got what it takes uh, to do it in the Belgian league. Um, but, you know, he does take over a Rangers team that are severely low in confidence. However, we are still in all four competitions, so it's all to play for, which I'm sure the guys will agree. Yep. So what's it mean? Uh, I guess the first thing in terms of fantasy football is everyone's getting a clean slate. So like the Lammers, Dessers, you know, as bad as they've been uh, under Beal, they're going to get a chance. Um, some might redeem themselves or some might just show that they have been um, poor selection. So we'll just have to uh, wait and see for that one. Uh, we're going to have a new style of play. What that is, I have absolutely no idea. Um, but potentially playing people in the right positions uh, would be a novel idea. You know, maybe two up top, Cantwell as a number 10, which Bill did do last season, and then he seemed to change it this season. So I don't know why that was, but um, it'd be good to see. Uh, from an injury point of view, he is coming in at a good time because there's players going to be coming back. The likes of Cantwell, uh, Danilo, who's got a face mask. Uh, I saw some pictures of training today. Uh, and Matondo, so some guys that have started the season quite well and just got unlucky, uh, will be coming back. Um, I guess what you do need to watch out for is we've probably only got one Rangers player at the moment um, so if you are looking to add in more you're going to have to watch your budget for that because everyone else in your team is probably going to be less value so just be careful when planning ahead for that uh, I wouldn't expect big things straight away I imagine today was his first chance to see the team in action um, and we play Hibs at the weekend it's probably going to be a very similar team to what you've seen under Beal I doubt he'll be able to implement much changes in that short time. But we do have Hibs, Hearts, Dundee, a European game in there and a cup semi-final in there as well. So certainly plenty of opportunity to see the lineups, to see how Rangers play um, and potentially kick on from there. I'll keep you updated um, anytime that I'm on. Um, and we'll see how that goes. So as I say, plenty there. For me, personally, it's hard to be blown away. Um, 
you know, there's not a lot of good managers out there that are looking for work in October. Uh, and as I said to Peter before we started recording, I get Paul Le Guin vibes uh, off of this appointment. If you're old enough to remember that period, then you'll know exactly what I mean. The alternative was probably going to be Kevin Muscat. Uh, and again, he had a lot of pros and cons as well. So, you know, it's a big move by the board. We certainly don't want to be here next October discussing another new manager. You know, it really does have to, to work out this time. So he's got the squad. To me, it's a half-decent squad. It was probably poor leadership for Beale. Um, he's going to have to make them click uh, pretty quickly. Uh, if he can get to the cup final, potentially win the League Cup, that's a good start. If he can close the gap on Celtic, that's a good start. But if I was a Celtic fan, and I'll ask you guys in a second, I probably wouldn't be too bothered by this appointment because you know we're eight games in and Rangers have flattered to deceive Um where they were last season. So Clement Ball starts this weekend. Um, I will give him my full support, but um, I gave Bill full support, Gio my full support, uh, and that didn't work out pretty well. So what do you guys think, Peter? It's, it's prob- he's got the- he looks like a decent coach. Yeah. But he's not Pep Guardiola when I look at some of the players no. you've got. So I'm thinking... This is my eyes test. We're looking to get slowly better and better. He's come into kind of a bit of a, a shit show, let's be honest, with the squad. <laughs> I think by the time things might click, it might be probably too late. It's not too far ahead. And you'll be looking forward to next season. And it yep. also depends on what you spend in transfer. Though you've mentioned off, offline as well that he's going to have to probably get a tune at most of the squad because he doesn't get to spend a lot of money after they've spent a lot of money in the summer. Yep. So I am not worried... I do expect them to play better in the under Bill. I just don't think there'll be any, it's, there's nothing there that's going to say he's going to close the gap anytime soon. So I, I'm not particularly stressed about it for that way. Yeah, no, it's it's quite a beige appointment. I think it's probably the best way to put it. It's it's the right man with the right credentials, but you know we're 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 just not there, Tom. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You got any fears about Clement Ball? Uh no, not not particularly. <laughs> um, it says a lot, is it? It's uh, I don't know, it's just a case of You've kind of got to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah. Um, hearts and hips, although they're not height of form, um, 
it, it gives you a bit more breathing space. You, you add, you're probably not expecting too many massive hauls. I think obviously we're all bitten by the not captain Tav this week. So I think we're probably swiftly moving our captaincies back on to him for the, the upcoming game week. Yeah. Um, in terms of bringing players in and stuff, uh, it's kind of a case of wait and see, see how he's going to line up. I think we probably need to wait at least a couple of game weeks to get an idea of the style and uh, yeah. whose um, favourite players in each position are going to be. Uh, and with Definitely. the European tie and stuff as well, it gives us an additional look so we can see how things go from there and then start start to load up. But um, I kind of have it in the back of my mind that um, maybe in terms of future transfers, maybe try to keep a little bit of budget aside because, as you mentioned, yeah, any players that you're going to bring in, you're probably going to need some additional cash to, to upgrade the players that you've, you've got. Yeah, I mean, even even before Beal got the sacks, Seema was definitely coming on a game, mm-hmm. um, and you know, forward line is a position that we're struggling in. So that is definitely one that you would have sort of been eyeing up had we not changed manager. But fixture wise, Hibs at home, Hearts at home. I said to Peter that you know it's probably two of the best teams that you could have because they will come forward. Um, and create opportunities, uh, which will leave space. You, know, you wouldn't want a, a Kilmarnock or a, a Livingston potentially just defending the whole game and you know potentially the fans um, getting restless. So fixture-wise, two home games uh, in the league is probably the best that you could hope for. It's certainly, as I say, you'll get a good reception, but the performances need to be there. We've not had that for a long, long time. Uh, if you can do that, as I say, get to the cup final, potentially win it, then he certainly be off to a good start, uh, a la Big Ek when he had his time here. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. So, yeah, that's it. Well, in that, what formation does he play, Donny? Do you know roughly what he can do? I don't does? actually know. I'd, be, I'd say 4 for 2 but I'd be guessing. But uh, we don't have width in our team at the moment. Matthew if he's fit. Scott Wright is <laughs> a bit of a joke. So he's going to have to, you know, rustle something up that works given what we've got in the squad. Uh, you know, Lowry, arguably one of, one of our best players, is, is doing it at hearts. And, you know, whether he takes him back in January and, and gives him a run. Um, some of the youngsters got a game um, against St Mirren, you know, whether you look to that. I'd, so I don't know. I certainly wouldn't go in on Rangers uh, this weekend. You're going to have to wait and see uh, how it does shape up, but certainly use the European performances and the Hearts game as just your, your guide to um, where you want to go to. Okay. Well, more on that as the week's, pro- as the week's progress. <coughs> right. <coughs> oh. So I'll do my wildcard discuss it, right? So obviously there's not much set in stone. I do have certain players like Tavernier and Furahashi who will not come out of the team unless Tavernier has stripped his caps or something like that, has lost his place, which I don't see. And they'll sort for grabs, so I'll go through it position by position. Obviously, in mind of this, I do have double game week and blank game week, so I'm trying to cover as all bases without having to do too much chopping and changing. I thought it was an ideal opportunity to do it. So I'll start with my goalkeeper. First goalkeeper is a non-playing player, Sinclair for St. Johnson, so forget about that. He's not interested, he's not going to have him. Next up is, I've got David Marshall in right now because he's the cheapest non cheapest playing goalkeeper. Now, I know he's got Rangers and Celtic next, but Tony Meister, he's a good fix his ass for it. That Marshall could easily beat Laidlaw as well because that would cover me for the blank. And Laidlaw has mentioned before on this a few times. He goes on the radar every year, and every year he finishes top three, top four goalkeeping points. So that's more of a alternative, unless you could talk about it. So what do you think? Thoughts on Marshall, Donny? Yeah, when you showed me the team, that was that was probably the first name that jumped out um, because of the fixtures. But you're going to get the benefit of that at the other end. Um, obviously, I have wildcarded and I'm on Hemmings. It's you know, not any standout goalkeeper in the Scottish game, so you probably do want to go at the lower end of the budget. Um, and then it's just personal preference after that. And there is a risk taking Ross County just because you know they don't get the results week in, week out, and you don't really consider safe points the same. But uh, it's a solid choice. Certainly, you should be happy with that, as I said, and forget. Well, the thing I would say about Marshall, now that I come to think of it, he's been subbed off quite a few times yeah, this that's season. Yeah, that's a Injured a couple of niggle injuries. Um, and that would be a killer if they get a clean sheet and he's gone off at half time. But yeah, so sorry, that just came to mind. Um, that would be my only concern. It is one of my flags. Tom, comments on my goalkeeper? Yeah, I mean, it's probably not one that you need to kind of stress out about too much. Um, I think it's 
Butland and Xander Clark are sort of in the high thirties just now, and then most of the ones after that are sort of mid to high twenties anyway. So there's not really a lot in it. Um, Laidlaw does tick along quite nicely, and Ross County, you feel like they've been doing well for for clean sheets. Um, but I don't know. I think it's kind of six and a half a dozen. Hibs have had three clean sheets so far this season, so that's not too bad a rate considering how bad we thought their form was at the start of the season. So yeah, um, I suppose it could be onwards and upwards for, for Marshall. So he's definitely in the lockdown. You can say I'm not convinced myself, so again, I have to wait and see. Right, so Tavernier's a lock, I think we all agree. Nobody's getting Fitz Cavani in the team, so he's in there. I've got a non-playing player for Johnson again, two million defender, Bright. He's not played in a minute, so he's in there to facilitate the rest. And right now I've got James Brown from Ross County, who I had kept for the start of the season. Really cheap, uh, playing a double, quite an attacking fullback. Uh, pretty much, I just think I didn't need to replace him anytime soon, so we'll keep him in. Uh, next up is Beck, again, because he's a double. He's a really cheap defender. He'll probably be bench fodder most weeks. Same with Brown rotating on fixture wise, unless somebody else appears as it stands. And skills and skills is one probably as we discussed. It's probably the position that I'm probably going to go so I can go to select midfielders. But I haven't looked at the team since last week. I sent you picture, so that's my defence right now. Tavernier, Bright, non-playing Beck, Scales, and Brown. Anything to add? This one, Tom. Um. I think some people have been getting rid of Tavernier because he's went from seven million to six point nine. So yeah. some people obviously got bitten worse than us, and if they didn't have Tav at all, um, I it's probably I I do like having the non-playing player in defence just because there seems to be such a wealth of uh, midfielder options this season. Yeah, in terms of defence, um, there's there's not that many. Um, Attacking fullbacks, really. I can see, obviously, the the draft that you put in the the WhatsApp group. The um, you're needing budget, so yeah, you are having to shop down that sort of lower end. I probably would consider Devlin as one of your options. Um, I think Beck is all right, but he's probably going to because because you've got a non-playing player as a defender, you're going to have to play a back four. And it's just probably going to be him being rotated with Brown. So That's idea, right? Probably to be the bench most times. Um, but I mean, with with Tavernier and Scales, you'd imagine that's going to be all right for your your clean sheets anyway, and then just kind of rotate those two. But yeah, looks looks fairly fairly decent, and it allows you to invest your budget um, where where we're getting seem to be getting the points from. Hey, do any thoughts on the defence? It's it's the right names in terms of the, the fixtures that are coming up. Scales would be my only point of concern, and you guys will know better than me, because we talked about him you know, potentially getting moved out once the centre-halves are, are fully fit and come back. So I don't know if there is a, a time limit on his position. I know he has been playing well, um, and, and you know, his returns are good, but... Had you had him at two point six million and he's now three million, I would I would have kept him. But the fact that you're jumping on him at three, I well, think I had, probably... him at, had him at two point eight if a two rises it. Okay, right. Oh, well, that's not so bad. Um, I would, I wouldn't be too worried about having a Celtic defender. Um, I think last season they were fifty percent clean sheets, so every other game. Uh, other teams is not going to be too far away. As I say, I'd maybe just have a Livingston or a Kelly defender in there and get the best two out of three week in, week out. So it's it's a solid defence. You'll rotate um, Ross County and Dundee. Um, but whether you want to hold on skills would be my only question mark. But even if he is there, it's a solid enough team. Yeah, well, I could downgrade skills to any one of the defenders you both mentioned. Exactly. Give exactly. enough money to basically take Spittle, Armstrong or O'Hara up to Riley. Yeah. So it is something I'll think about over the space of the weekend. Right, midfield then, so I've got five. So first up, the easy one would be I took Miller out and brought Kelly in. That's just a facilitate one for the other. Other one's now nailed. Kelly's got more chance of attacking the tournament. He's cheaper, so I think that's quite... That's probably a nailed transfer, actually. I'll probably, I'll probably leave him in there, unless lost his place. Yeah. The other four are Hitati, O'Hara, Armstrong, and Spittle as midfielders. So thoughts on midfield, Donnie? Yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, you've got all the right names, got penalties in there. 
Spittle, I suppose, was the only, only question mark. He's, he's a hit of a miss. Um, you say you've got Armstrong and O'Hara? Armstrong and O'Hara. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're, you're fine there. Yeah. Boyle, you could have a question mark to say whether Boyle could be in there. Um, I could probably see a Rangers player getting in there, but you've got a couple of weeks before that. Um, probably needs to be made, but it's it's probably the same midfield as I've got. Um, apart from Boyle, you've got Hitati, and to be honest, that's the move that I would potentially be making this week anyway. So it's it's a solid solid um, midfield. I like that one. What's Tom? Um, the lack of O'Reilly concerns me. So I'll get to that in a minute, but go on, you go. <laughs> in, t- in terms of o- O'Reilly's, I think he's got 71 points, and then second highest scoring midfielder's a big drop at 46. So, um, the only way I could see you getting to that, though, because obviously budget is quite tight, is if you drop scales to a 2.5 or less, possibly Devlin, you've already got 0.5 in the bank. That that could get you Hatati up to O'Reilly. Um, yeah, I'd have them both. That's I'd probably my only concern. Wild card. Um, getting it'd be getting the funds. Alone. I think you'd have to to get up to both. You'd have to find. Say if you upgraded O'Hara, you'd have to find two million. You're probably then going to downgrade Miofsky. You could do that though. You could get Seema. Okay. It's only five point four, I think. This is what I've, this is the thinking behind it, right? If I get Devlin for for scales, right? Devlin goes there's a two point five starting fullback. Spittle could become I like O'Hara because Harris fixes are good. Spittle could become O'Reilly. Let me see. Sell. Yeah. This is live. Six point three. I need to pay point seven, and then my also could become Seema, and then that's that's fine. 5.8 and that gives me 0.4 in the bank still to play with mm-hmm. I could change that Devlin in O'Reilly Hattati Armstrong O'Hara midfield Seema up front it means a loss at Mioski so I'd be kind of having kittens over that one every week especially when they're at home against kind of yeah. but that's depending if Seema's going to play under this new manager and he's going to play up front so it's all I'm so not really sure, but I could I could go that way once I see team news and stuff like that. But right, you're right, O'Reilly and the is what I'd, I'd, I'd like to have in midfield. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. And up front, Mayoski, Furuhashi, and Baki Yoko. Tom? Yeah, you're probably going to have Furuhashi. Um, you need a sort of cheap person in there as your third striker, so Baki Yoko is probably... The cheapest, um, he's point two less than, than Murray. I know Murray's not quite been getting all the the, the full ninety minutes. He's been subbed off early, and one game he was also benched as well. Um, so Bakayoko is probably a bit more secured, and he's decent form as well, chipping in with uh, assists. So decent enough to have on your bench trick as well. So Miofsky is a bit of a budget sponge. That's the only thing. Um, and I think it's probably going to take a few more game weeks to work out whether Mayovsky is going to be getting the hauls or whether you're better off downgrading and spreading that money around to kind of get a sort of collectively get a, a higher score by perhaps upgrading some mid- midfielders or even some defenders if some come start to come into form as well. Um, but we, we don't really know that until a bit later down the line. So, yep, happy with that. Thoughts, Tony? It's the same front three as I've got, so well done for copying my team. You have to see a good thing. Um, they're all solid picks. Bakayoko, I've had from the start of the season. He's got the game time. He's had some returns for that price. You're never going to get huge ones. He's going to have the double game week, the blank game week. So you leave him in there. It then gives you the budget to spend elsewhere. Mayovsky's got the fixtures. Okay, the form's not there, but if he doesn't return, there is... You know, Sima, I think, is, is a good alternative if you can see that one catching fire. The only risk would be, I guess, if Danilo takes off. Um, he's considerably higher, but at that price point, he should get the returns. He's a form striker. He does take penalties, and, you know, they have got the fixtures. So uh, I can't complain. As I say, it's exactly the same three as I've got. So that's a sound choice. 
Okay. So it's food for thought. There's some other things that I could think about when C. I have to wait and see how the team news goes, but Aberdeen's fixtures do look good. I know the Yoss keeps on missing all these big it's like similar type of boy all over to you watch the highlights. He seems to miss all these chances, you think he's going to click one of these games and I'm going to be off him. I'll have to wait and see. Right, okay, that's that covered. I will obviously update that when we post our team news at the weekend, you'll see what I end up landed with. Right. On to the questions and my Twitter loads up. Here we go. First up is from Mel Stars. Time to wildcard. So obviously I've went yes, I've wildcarded, I've done it. Dory, you used your wildcard already, first wildcard? Uh, yeah, I wildcarded about a week three, did I? It seems like a long time ago. It's It depends. You know, the guys that are in the cup semi-final, they've probably got really good teams, don't need to change. But if you've got a few holes and you've been getting red arrows, then I think you just have to do it. We've talked your, through your team there and, you know, what you've got now versus what you had is, is considerably better. I guess hearing Tom's opinion, because he's not, so he's obviously waiting for something better to come. Um, the reason he's not wild-guarded, Tom. Yeah, um, what's that? Go for it, Tom. What's the You're waiting for something better. Your team's struggling, well, I guess, like everyone else. But... I think, um, obviously, I do I do like a winter call-off, so I like the, <laughs> the, the fixtures to kind of mount up and get a few doubles in, in, into the new year. Um, obviously, Rangers now have a new manager, um, so we need to see w- what players are going to perform under him. Um, so it could be a good way of if Rangers start to hit form to kind of get some of those guys. Um, as I said, Miofsky is a bit of a sponge just now, so I want to see if it's worthwhile having him up front, or if the money would be better spent elsewhere. If I do want to spread it about, then obviously that's multiple transfers, so a wild card can be held on to. To, to do that and um, so that's that's really the reason potential doubles uh, wait and see what happens with Rangers and see where I want to put the, the funds yep okay next up is um, James McLeod any idea yet what game week the League Cup postponements are likely to be made off of do you have any idea Tom any Lincolns when these games are going in no Um so his ticket, has he put anything on the ticket? Yeah, I've had, I've had a look. There's no free midweek slots between now and December because right. of yeah. European games and actual league matches. There's a couple of midweek fixtures. And the first free slot is game week 18, which is the 16th of December. I think we already played too many games in December, so it would surprise me if they jammed one in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you look at January, February, before you see these games being played, you'll then also have... The two teams that are in the cup final, that's going to be another postponement uh, further down the line. So it's not going to be immediate. Um, be lucky if it's this side of Christmas. Um, I, think just, done it one, I think they've done it two years ago and the, the club did kind of crack up. I remember using a wild card and Tom Rogic scoring Nancy's first season. And mm-hmm. the fans, people were moaning about the games getting fixed in, especially as you said, play that many games. Yeah. They, haven't, they haven't mentioned it yet and it's split. Get to mid October, so you might be right, maybe maybe next year. Because I remember you remember us, I think every year December they seem to fly in the game weeks, but it's just constant. Oh, yeah, there's too many games in December, and then you'll get weather like there was last year. I think there was double game weeks, and then there was postponements within that week, and it failed to failed to hit. So we'll keep an eye on it. Slightly stickers I want to follow, he updates it straight away, but I think Donnie's probably right. It will be in the next year before we start getting these games in. Yeah. Next up is from Benji FPL. Another two here. Another couple. Aye, so I'll do the same quick same thing. That one's SPL showroom as well. They cover the same kind of question here. So Benji first. Do you think Ross County assets like Danda, Murray, Beck are worth targeting on double game week, given the fixtures afterwards? He's just kind of on the more of the... Oh, yes, both. Ross County and Dundee. And FPL showroom says, which county and Dundee assets should be targeted for the double or do we need to target any at all? So you know my opinion on it. I've got a few in my wildcard team. I'm just going to try to play upside, more a fixture head in their form. So on the odd chance, they keep a clean sheet and odd chance one of the fullbacks has an assist. And you've got to take a punt on it when there's two games there. What's your thoughts, Tony? Ross County Dundee assists? Hey, assists. Assets? You've got, you've got to watch. This is teams 10 and 11 in the Premiership. So 
bear that in mind, you know, you're looking at backing them defensively. So does that make it any better than backing any other team that's playing one in one week? I'm not really sure. Both teams play in the blank game week 12. So you're probably going to hold on to these guys. Uh, and I know, well, Ross County play Celtic game week 12 and Dundee play Rangers before game week 12. So again, having defensive assets that play Celtic and Rangers, you know, you might get returns now, but probably not three weeks down the line. I don't think there's any options in midfields. Um, Danda's going to haul one week and, you know, have egg on my face, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Up front, I mean, Bakayoko we've talked about, I think he's the only sensible um, choice there. Tom's back to Simon Murray this season. It has worked out, but it's gone quiet. I think defensively probably is the only place you can look at. But, as I say, they're 10th and 11th, so clean sheets might not be guaranteed. It's going to be a punt. You're going to then have to keep them on your bench unless you're going to wild card or do something silly um, further down the line. But It's not a double game we can be too excited about. Like if I did, I'd just played the match. I wouldn't have been looking to bring any of them in. Um, so playing that extra game when one of them's against Aberdeen, I think the other one's submitting. It doesn't really catch fire with me. But on a wild card, I probably would bring one in. I don't have any defensive assets from Dundee or Ross County, but I would probably have one. I wouldn't load up. I don't think you're gonna make too many games, and then you're gonna be stuck with them for the next three or four weeks till the blank game weeks through. Yeah, I've got. I mean, as I said before, we play the game. We play the blank. There is players of, of similar price range. You can probably maybe sidestep to. Yeah, and then we'll see what happens. Tom, your thoughts on the assets from both clubs? Yeah, I think I think we kind of um, wrote off Dan as a bit of a myth because he's not really done a lot this season. Yeah, he's only really got a couple of assists so far, so wouldn't be worth really bringing them in for the long term, especially not for a hit. Uh, I think probably the two players you would consider would be um, Beck at Dundee or James Brown at Ross County. Uh, Ross County, I think there's a decent chance of possibly getting a couple of assists. Uh, sorry, a couple of clean sheets there. James Brown can chip in with assists too. Uh, it's a similar sort of situation with Beck. I'm, I'm more, more inclined to James Brown than, than Beck. And again, for neither of them, I probably wouldn't be taking hits. Um, because you probably need to get a second clean sheet just for it to kind of work out, really. Um, you can keep a hold of them, but as Donnie mentioned, Ross County does play Celtic in the blank, so yeah, you're really expecting many points there. Um, he scored and, last time. <laughs> yeah. Brown, didn't he? He scored the first game. Uh, Dundee, you're probably maybe just going to keep them as a, as a bench trick, but then if you've got both of them, then one of them's going to have to start, so... Yeah, I probably wouldn't be rushing towards them. Uh, as a, if you if you don't really have anything else to do in your team, then one of those two probably the ones to go for. Well, I've got something to add to it, right? People that are casual probably might buy one or two of these players this week because they're playing double game week, right? So I'm maybe expecting a price rise. And then when they realise that they're playing the double, they're trying the blank, you make another price rise out of them. So if things fall favourable for me, I can end up with two price rises out of them after the blank game week, and then you can say step out away from somewhere else and you're building value. Maybe that's me just wishful thinking, but I'm trying to justify me keeping them in the team, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Right, next up is from Barracuda. Donny's pretty much covered this already, but I'll let him do it again. Which Rangers mid or forward would you recommend? Um, yeah, so I think Cantwell at 5 million, Matondo 4.6 million if they you know get straight back into the team. Baraskin, 4.6 million. I, I talked about him as my first differential before he got injured. Sima, uh, Danilio, it's names I've mentioned already, but you're not going to see it immediately. Um, so I would just ignore the Hibs game uh, and then see where you're at after that. Um, but yeah, just the, the usual names. I don't think we're going to see anything revolutionary from uh, Clement in, in this first game out. Tom, any add to their midfielder forward wise? Yeah, I don't think we can recommend a specific player just yet. I feel like Rangers are a bit of a blank canvas just now and we need to sort of be patient and see how they perform over the next two or three fixtures and, and then proceed. Um or else you're just gonna you're just gonna blow a transfer if you, if you get if you pick the wrong one and then you're then yeah. scrambling around to, to transfer them back out again. So um for me I I would I would be patient with that one. 
Yep, I agree with you both. I think you just got to wait and look to see how Rangers play. If Cantwell comes back at team and plays in the forward position, like number 10, I think he's first on the agenda to get back in, as he played over yep. the last season. But again, that's when you see how where Clement puts him, where he, if he puts him in the wing, puts him in number 10, plays him more midfield. It's just a case that I will like to say, we'll wait and see how they line up. And you'll get quite a lot of game data because obviously our club's game, there's Europe. Is that right? There's Europe next week, isn't there? So there is European games. Yeah. So there's two games of trot you can kind of see a style of play and where players will fit in and you can kind of make a guess from then. And the last question is from Melvinho, 1968. Is Boyle worth holding on to until the blank? He has an old firm back-to-back with a nice fixture against Ross County after that. So, Boyle, you're always championing Boyle here, <laughs> Tom, so I'll let you go first. Uh, absolutely not. I, you need to get rid of this guy. He's, he's, um, he's a fraud. He's dining out. He's dining out on previous season's success, and it needs to come to an end. So I would, I would be looking to get rid. Okay, I need to clip that. Hey, Donny, your thoughts on Boyle? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good question and one I've asked myself. I think it's it's a bit like AA. You have to admit you've got a problem uh, before you can <laughs> move on. So. I think he's 4.8 million. He's 41.2% owned. There is an argument to hold, but the numbers are not there. If you look at Sean Kelly, 2.3 million, you could get equal, if not better, returns out of him and then spend money elsewhere. So I think I just need to get off the bus and look elsewhere. He, he could catch fire and again would all be left, but Rangers and Celtic, just to hold out for a game against Ross County, I think you're going to miss out on maybe potentially a couple of good weeks from other midfielders of, of that like. Um, so, no, I think it's time up for me. I 100% agree. He's not my wildcard team, but would it surprise you in the slightest for him to score a goal against both Rangers and Celtic in the next two game weeks? Yeah, not at all. No, that's the kind of guy he plays. But I think he's not done it yet. The players in front of him aren't clicking with him. They're not going to save wavelengths. I think there's elsewhere to go. And so my time and place are boiling this season, and no doubt we'll probably miss out, but that's just what happens in this game. Yep. Right, that is us finished. So the fixtures for next week, I haven't got in front of me. Is there any of the fixtures there off the top of the head? I've got, got. Right. I've got them, I've got them. Yep. Right, so we do have five Saturday, no, well, that's a six o'clock kickoff, eight o'clock there. Four three o'clock kickoffs. So you're going to have team news for eight teams, which are as follows Johnson versus Motherwell, Ross County, St. Nun, Rangers versus Hibs, and Kilmarnock, Livingston. So that's good to know for the Rangers team. Line up yeah. with the manager. And the Saturday late kickoff, Saturday, sorry, Saturday late kickoff, Aberdeen Dundee, Sunday 2 pm, Hearts Celtic, and then the midweek fixture, double game week, is Dundee and Ross County. So upon hearing those fixtures, Tony, transfers, captains, vice captain plans. So captain and vice captain will revert to Tavernier and Kyogo. Um, I think that offers the best value that you're probably going to get. I always find that double game weeks are good to take a minus four because you should make those points back. Um, so although I didn't sing their praises too much, I probably will bring in a Ross County or a Dundee uh, defender and then I will probably move Boyle out to bring in Hatate. Um, so that allows me to freshen up there. So taking in a defender that plays double game week and strengthening midfield, taking out Boyle and putting in Hatate um, would be my thoughts for this game week. Okay, well, you know, my thoughts on a real cap. So basically, everyone is a transfer. My captain is Tavernier, vice captain Kyogo, looking for a new manager bounce. And hopefully, Kyogo finds his feet again. Using the same reason as you, Donny, they're playing against teams that are actually quite attacking and make him out. So yeah. it's really again behind them. Tom, your thoughts on this week? Transfers, captains, vice captains? Um, captain Tav, vice captain. It's on Kyogo, but I could be tempted to switch over to, to Mayovsky. Um. Transfer will probably be need to get rid of Stevenson at Hibs because he's not guaranteed minutes, and I can switch over um, to Devlin at two point four, very very cheap, um, and at least I'll be guaranteed a bit more in terms of minutes. That's probably yes. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Right, that concludes the podcast. Then we will wrap it up. Donnie, you'll be your next week. You're on holiday, so I am you. indeed. Hopefully, discuss that. Martin Boyle Hall, but we'll wait and see. <laughs> uh, so let's get plugs in. Tom, where can we find you? I'm at FFS underscore Scout. Donnie? I am at FFS underscore Donnie. I'm the fan of Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.